is Faith Revisited. Welcome to the podcast. On Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Faith Revisited with Ben and Molly. We just did a very exciting thing. We hosted our first workshop Yeah, all about... Yeah hybrid ministry. Yeah, it was a pretty cool opportunity. The South Georgia Annual Conference, which we're a part of, their Office of Congregational Development um, is doing a grant process for churches that want to do hybrid ministry. And part of that process is um, a teaching element to sort of help churches you know, hone a good project and, um, you know, how to ask for the money, how to dream something big for a new idea. And it all kind of started that, it, that they're like hybrid ministry. So now come to this in-person gathering. And <laughs> I was like, uh, if it's hybrid ministry, oh, don't we kind of need to do an online version too? Yep. And, and like I was telling the group, I assumed that we were just going to watch on camera, the in-person gathering, but then it turned out that you and I were given the opportunity. Uh, they said, Hey, you and Molly are a good team. Why don't y'all lead a Zoom version of this? And so yep. for the last uh, day and a half, yeah, we've been met with about 25, uh, 30 people and kind of walked them through a very uh, thorough process. Very thorough. <laughs> it was drinking from a fire hose. Absolutely. It was a lot of information and some varying stages of where ch- churches are at and what their thoughts are and <laughs> plans, all of that. But there were two people from each church that attended. So um, you said we had about 20 people, so that was about half. Um, yeah, 10. probably 12 to 14 churches total. Yeah, so it was a very neat thing. What kind of takeaways do you have, or what's something initially that jumps out at you? Well, I think I think um, one thing to start off with, and we sort of ended it on this note, is <clears throat> excuse me, finding camaraderie uh, in shared mm-hmm. struggles. And yeah. so for churches to say, I'm struggling with, sound. I cannot perfect the sound in my online worship. You know, it's helpful to hear other churches say, yeah, man, that's, that's kind of a beast for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm struggling with that as well. So I think that was comforting uh, on one level that we kind of got to, 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 this has been a hard year. I mean, yeah. on churches, it's been a hard year of learning and not having people in buildings and just everything we've always done as the church is upended. And so I think finding that solidarity with each other, to, to sort of say, yeah, man, I, I feel your struggles. I've been feeling the same ones. I think that was really helpful. What about you? Well, we went through a really wide range of topics, um, mindset evaluations, uh, behavior changes, how to get out of some of your thinking um, processes that you're just stuck with. So there was a wide variety of things to do, but what I learned, and I don't know if this is just this group, or I think when we're talking about hybrid ministry in general, they want the nitty gritty. They want to know what every other church is doing and how are you doing it and what equipment are you using? What software are you using? And 
the end of this is, you know, we get to apply for grants for um, some type of grant that the church chooses. I think it would be most helpful if these churches knew what other people were applying for to help give them ideas or all that kind of stuff. I feel like we can teach people. It's very important to teach them about mindset and these overarching themes, but we also need to share and in the breakout session, talk through what exactly you're working on and how other churches can help or how they've done it before. Well, and, 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 you know, this goes as no surprise because our most popular episodes, I mean, you've told me this before, our episodes yeah, yeah. where we pull back the curtain and sort of say, we're doing this, this, and this, Yep. this equipment, this system, this setup, whatever it is, but those tend to be our more popular podcast episodes for, for other church leaders to say, oh, okay, well, that kind of gives me an idea of something I could do or something I want to avoid or whatever it may be. Yeah. Things like small groups, um, episode 15 of the podcast, we talk about live stream logistics. And that's when we were just starting out with one camera and a laptop and how we made that work. We still had people in the building. I mean, that was two years ago now. So that is still probably one of our most popular episodes. And, you know, we sent them with that here. If you have questions, go listen to this and then ask us. And yeah, you're right. It's the nitty gritty of what people want to know. Yeah, and I think it was important. I noted there at the end that, that part of our mission in in sort of this last year, because the majority of our episodes have really just been uh, unpacking our learning process, mm-hmm. how we've had to learn to, to to do online church and now hybrid church, and, and and part of that is we're not a large church. I mean, we've grown right. a lot as a church, but we're not a large church. We're we're you know, at best a medium sized church. And we wanted other small to medium sized churches to know you can grow, you can learn, you don't need to be intimidated by, you know, the mega church down the street that has all the bells and whistles, you can do something in your context. And then I also wanted to make a big point because the way that we're a traditional church, we're very liturgical robes, pipe organs, hymnals, and all of that. And there's something about um, contemporary worship that sort of from the outset, technology was sort of built into it. Um, And so when the pandemic hit, a lot of contemporary churches had the leg up Mm -hmm. because they had technology in place, systems, volunteers, production. They were built on it. Yeah, they were built on it. And a lot of traditional churches found themselves drowning because they don't even have screens, much less a production setup, much less cameras, all of that. Much less the people with the mindset willing to go for it. Exactly, exactly. And so I wanted them to also hear from us that a small to medium sized church that that is traditional can take steps and adapt into the technological future and do it well. And so I I thought it was a really neat time together. Um, I think we left them a little overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) There at the end, I wanted some comments and, you know, to ask them, like, where where are you in your process? And I think they're all like, I have no idea. <laughs> we have to submit a grant in 10 days. So, yes. Well, and the big piece of that is, um, and I should have said this, this is something I wish I'd said. Don't think so much about the grant you're trying to get accepted. Think about the mission and ministry and need you're trying to meet. Mm-hmm. The grant is a tool to get there. Yeah. This is not a tool to get money for a project. That's not, mm-hmm. I mean, you, so to think about the need you're trying to meet um, and the people you're trying to reach, that's, the, I wish I'd said that at the end, because I think they were thinking, oh my God, I got 10 days to write a grant proposal. I have well, no idea. You can send them a follow-up email. You, know, yeah, you can send true. the group a note, but 
I think it was really interesting how the variety of churches, <laughs> size-wise, uh, leadership, kind of where they're at in their journey, what they've done to adapt. It was just, it was very interesting the the different stages that every church is at. And each one fits a niche, niche, you know, like we went on this whole section about a target audience, like who's your target audience? How are you going to um, fill a hole in their life? Um, how are you going to pour into them, make them disciples? And I think that's important for every church to remain focused on is we're doing great as Trinity. I strongly feel this being able to go online. I mean, we are spreading the gospel further than we could have in just Savannah. So this has been a wonderful change for us, even though frustrating because we're not able to be in person and share fellowship together and meals, but we've been able to connect with people who are so much further away than our geographic region. And so it's been such a blessing overall. Yeah. And this is, we've said this from the beginning, this is an opportunity, you know, and, and, and the truth is hybrid church, if things continue to improve with COVID and everything, by the end of the year, um, hybrid church, you know, right now it's like 90% of what we do, or online rather. Online church is 90% of what we do. But but in my mind, hybrid church, the mix of online and in-person, you know, it will eventually be like 30, 35% of what we do, the mm-hmm. online piece. So I, I think that we, we know it's a supplement. It's not a substitute. And sorting through... Here are things that translate on on both levels, in-person and online. Here are things that need to be in-person only. Mm -hmm. Here are things that need to be online only because they're more effective. That's the great sorting out process that churches need to do. So that'll be a big piece of what we do this year as we kind of slowly come back to say, okay, this really works online. Let's leave it there. Or let's make this something that works really well both ways. You know, I mentioned our lessons in Carol's music. Mm -hmm. I want to be back with a full choir um, brass, the whole nine yards um, at Christmas, and I want a room full of people, but I want a production vision that says, how do we do all of that so that someone sitting at home can feel like they're in the room? Yeah. That's the mindset change there to say it's not, we're not just switching back over here. Now we're supplementing it. So sure, we may have more people in the room, but we gonna, we're going to make that at home um, experience that much better. Absolutely. So it was really fun. Um, everybody, again? I, let's, I really, let's do this again. Um, <laughs> I've been instructed. I re- just received another text message that we should take this on the road and that another person saying I should definitely pay you. So um, um, I got like two job offers on that. I got at least three or four job yeah, offers. Probably. In there. <laughs> like, in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. It was really a ball. Um, Molly, thank you. This was exactly, we've talked about doing a co-teaching thing together. This is exactly uh, what I thought it would be like. And it was a ton of fun. Good. It was nice to get my feet wet and to experience it. I think I have a lot of growth as well as I've also learned about this podcast. Um, I need to start saying, um, less and like, and, but, but we're learning. I also need to talk slower, but you know, all in good time, but this was super fun. Thank you, Ben, for um, leading the charge on this. And I'm so glad we got the opportunity. Thanks to Anne and Jay at the Chapel Ministries. Well, next time we will be back with another episode, uh, hopefully something that, that we can expand and grow and discuss and engage you with. So until next time, that's it for the Faith Revisited podcast. Have a good day.